I missed you guys last week, man. Now, I know some of you guys are probably like, what the fuck happened last week to the episode? Now, my sister was in town. She flew in from California. You guys know I live in Atlanta, Georgia. She was here for a week. You know, I was taking her places. We was doing this, doing that. I had to work. My son had school. So that combined with everything else. I just ain't had the time last week, but I'm back. But um, one of the things I like about having this platform and being able to create the content is that I can put out the content I want. So for the next three to four weeks, I'm having my own month on the podcast entitled Surviving Trauma. Now, let me clap it up for everybody out there who has gone through trauma, who has did their best, even though I know surviving trauma is not easy, but they, they've done their best, whether it be by themselves, going to therapy, family, friends, having a network of um, people who care about them enough to help them try and overcome that trauma. But this week... I want to talk about domestic violence amongst black women. Now, this week, you guys are going to hear myself. I'm going to give, you know, different stories and scenarios, which I've seen during my life. You guys are going to hear news clips from real women about domestic violence, domestic abuse situations that they've been in, situations that they've overcome, and also what can happen if you know that you are in a relationship and that the relationship is a problem, but you choose not to start taking those steps to leave that person, you guys are going to hear what can happen. And starting next week on the podcast, I'm going to have woman on the podcast each week for the next two or three weeks after this week. I'm going to have black woman on the podcast talking about past domestic abuse situations that they've been in so you guys can hear live firsthand stories experiences trauma that women have gone through and hopefully this week and in the upcoming two to three weeks after this these stories can help you understand that trauma is not love being in a toxic relationship is not love someone who is Abusing you mentally, physically It's not love But also during this episode um, I want to incorporate um, The recent Situation that happened with Lizzo Where, because That's not domestic abuse trauma But that is a kind of trauma Like when you come online, when you come on social media And the things that trolls That people online say to you And how that can make you break down And just overall Affect your mental health I feel like that's it's all included in the trauma category. But like I said, with social media, you got to understand social media. It is what it is. Like if you come on here and you accept the good people like you, people praising you, people validating you, people say, oh, girl, you look so good with that makeup on. Oh, girl, your face is beat. You got to accept everything that comes with it. Meaning that with the positives also comes critique, criticism. Insults, trolls, everything is encompassed into one big world on social media. 
So you can't just bask in the praise. Oh, girl, you look so good. Girl, that song was amazing. But now when the negative trolls come out and they will. You can't let that affect your mental health. But the first thing I want to talk about, like I said, is black women and domestic violence. Now, I have some stats I want to read. This is from the blackburncenter.org. And this is regarding women and domestic violence. And you guys are going to hear some of the stats I'm about to read. This is from a report from the National Center for Victims of Crime. Now... Again, you guys can check this out yourself on blackburncenter.org. You guys can check out the domestic abuse stats. Or you guys can just find the number if you would like to reach out and get a help hotline. You want to reach out and maybe talk to a therapist or someone who can help you overcome these situations. Because all I'm trying to do is start the conversation. Like, I'm not a therapist. Like, a lot of what I say on here probably will help you. But don't look at me as the, as the, oh, the savior, somebody. No, I'm just trying to start the conversation to let women know, especially black women, because I'm black. So black women is what I focus on a lot of the times. Now, I understand everybody who listens to the podcast, you're not black. Some of you guys are Hispanic, white, Chinese, you know, whatever. But Something that all women can relate to is that we have all been in situations where the relationship is not the healthiest. But let's get into some of these stats, man. And I I want you guys to pay close attention, please. But um, the stats on domestic violence in the U.S. are disturbing. One in three women and one in 10 men will experience domestic violence in their lifetime. Each year, domestic violence is estimated to affect 10 million people in the United States. Yet for black women, the numbers are even more stark. More than 40 percent of black women will experience domestic violence in their lifetime, according to the Institute of Women's Policy Research Status of Black Women in the U.S. In comparison, 31.5% of all women will experience domestic violence. A report from the National Center of Victims and Crime found that 53.8% of black women had experienced psychological abuse, while 41.2% of black women have experienced physical abuse. More disturbingly, Black women are 2.5 times more likely to be murdered by men than white women. Let's pause right there. And that's why I said I focus a lot of it on black women. Now, me saying that is not minimizing or acting as if I don't understand that abuse happens in all cultures. But I'm just saying that it happens. It's more prevalent amongst black women. That's why my focus a lot of the time is on my black sisters because I just want you guys to under like it's not me hating on you as some of you motherfuckers take it. It's me actually giving a shit and caring enough to say something. Like, would you rather me come on this platform and bullshit you? And talk about the fantasy, the bullshit, the makeup, the filters, all this stupid shit. That plays no part in you truly loving yourself. I can't do that shit. But let's get back into these stats, man. 
like I said, black women are 2.5 times more likely to be murdered by men than white women. Overwhel- in the overwhelming majority of these cases, 92% of the time, the person knew the vic- Well, the person knew the person that killed them. So, for example, when a black woman is murdered by a man, 92% of the time, she knew that man. 56% of these homicides were committed by a current or former intimate partner. Nearly 92% of all these killings were intra-racial, which means that they were committed by a black man against a black woman. Now, they said um, with stats like this, the Black Women's Health Project determined that domestic violence is the number one health issue facing black women. And I 100% agree. Now, I'm not clapping to say I'm applauding it before you motherfuckers take that. But I'm just I just want you guys to understand that this is not a joke. It's not. Now, it says what then can be done about the violence facing black women? The first and perhaps most important thing we can do is address the root cause of domestic violence, such as women being objectified and degrading women in the media. Rape culture, harmful gender norms, the pay gap and other forms of inequality. The underlying causes of domestic violence are the same for all women and are often more pronounced by black women. By taking on these issues directly, we can reduce the incidence of domestic violence of all women and in particular black women who are even more impacted by these factors. Now, let's shout that out, man. Like that article was from the blackburncenter.org. And also, I think they have a number down there. I can't find. Oh, here we go. Reach out today. You guys can call 1-888-832-2272 to learn more about how we can do to help or simply speak to a trained crisis counselor. Again, that number is 1-888-832-2272. Now, we're going to take a break. And we coming back, we diving straight into the shits. I got a couple stories pulled up of women in um in the who spoke to the media about domestic abuse situations that they've been through and overcame. And even though some of these may be traumatic for you guys to hear, if some of you guys are in current situations like this, it is necessary. So we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back and we're gonna get real. Welcome back, man, to the LCP podcast, to this special edition episode, Surviving Trauma. Again, this is a four-part episode series. Again, with this week, part one, you guys are going to hear from stories I found online, on YouTube, on Instagram, from women who have survived domestic abuse. And like I said, starting next week, you guys are going to hear live Interviews conducted by me speaking to black women who have survived survived trauma, survived abusive relationships, whether it be physical or mental. 
And I hope by the end of this four-part episode series, you guys can understand that you matter as well. It's not always about the man. Like, don't, like, it's like, for example, when, again, most of us have noticed this, how sometimes we may have a female friend, you know, and she's always texting us. She's always, even women have have noticed this before. With ladies, sometimes you may have a female friend who's, Who's always, you know, you know, she she keeps in contact with you. Sometimes she comes to your house. She does this. She does that. She reaches out. But then once she gets into a relationship, a lot of the times all contact is gone. And then when that relationship reaches a toxic stage and eventually it ends, that's when she popped back out. And now, you know, she back talking to you. The same way she used to. But before I get into some of these stories, man, I want to talk for a second about Lizzo, man. Because I believe, you know, I I missed last week's episode, man. And um, Lizzo was on social media crying about the fact that people were mean to her online. And before I even play the video, I want to be sensitive. I want to be, you know, I just want to be aware in this situation. But a lot of the things I'm going to say... It's to the fact that, like I said yesterday on Instagram, which is Lunchroom Chatter Pod, you have to understand what you are dealing with when you come online. You have to. Like, you are not going to come online to continued praise and positivity 24-7 because that's not how social media works. But let, let me let me play you guys this clip, man. I'm going to play you guys maybe a minute, a minute and a half of what Lizzo was saying as she was crying, and then we're going to take a second, I'm going to talk about that, and then we're going to dive into some of these stories of women who have survived domestic abuse, who have been hurt physically and mentally from domestic abuse relationships, and also, I'm going to take for a second to dive into um, a quick story of what can happen if you refuse to realize that there's a problem, because you don't want to die at the hands of a, a motherfucker who ain't give a fuck about you from the beginning. But let's take for a second. This is Lizzo. When she jumped on her Instagram live, she got emotional. She cried about the fact that people are mean. I'm still writing music. Shooting music videos. and Promo and photo shoots. Putting so much loving energy into the world. And bro, sometimes put into the world you're still gonna have people who have something something mean to say about you 
but it doesn't hurt my feelings. I don't care. I just think when uh, I'm working this hard, my my tolerance gets lower. My patience is lower. I'm more sensitive. And it gets to me. There's so many people who love rumors. And I'm so happy. I really am. Because we worked hard. And I know that this hard work has paid off. Cardi B. Cardi B worked her fucking ass on. Atlantic worked their asses off. My team, Team Lizzo, we went hard. Let me stop it right there now. She's talking about her song, Rumors That Came Out with Cardi B. And you know, like when the song came out, it was criticism. Oh, this shit trash. Oh, Cardi B, fuck out of here. Lizzo, you still big. Shit like that. But, and this has been my issue going back years. And I spoke about this before on the podcast where celebrities, like when they post a picture, you go to the comments. Most of the comments are positive. But celebrities focus on those select few comments from trolls and they skip and never reply to comments from people who are saying, yo, this song is fire. This song is dope. Yo, this song is, yo, this song is my favorite song from you ever. They skip those comments. They don't like them. They don't reply to them. But then it'd be that one comment way at the bottom Yo, Lizzo, you a fat bitch. And that's the comment people that these celebrities focus on. It's like, okay, so let's let's make that, let's make it, you know, more conducive or relevant to the average person. Like, if you're like, like let's use myself for example. Like if I'm when I'm growing up and I have a small group of family and friends who love me, who go above and beyond to make sure I have the things I need, you know, college application money, you know, food in my mouth, clothes on my back, shit like that. Those are the people I'm focusing on. I'm not going to focus on the people who are not, you know, detrimental to my lifestyle being positive as opposed to being negative. And now there was a study that came out yesterday. I forgot by the professor who said that kids in the new millennium, they're more depressed. They're not fulfilled inside and that social media plays a huge part in their happiness. And I feel like that is 100 percent true. And it also pertains to adults now because it's not just age related no more. It has spilled over to grown ass adults. Who wake up and think that you know the the social media just the like the perception the validation that that is real life love when at the end of the day like if you live like that you are only bringing more trauma on yourself and I've said before that if if social media went away today like so many people's self-worth would go from way up here It'll drop to the bottom simply due to the fact that they need that that constant admiration. That con- like they need people to constantly tell them, "Look, you're sexy. You're this. You're that." 
But sometimes the shit ain't going to be like that. And you got to understand that. Like I tell black women all the time, you can still be beautiful even if nobody tells you that you are. And you guys are going to see an episode pop up. Well, coming up soon, it's going to be a bonus episode called Social Media 101. And in that episode, I'm going to speak and conduct the episode as if I'm teaching a real class in a middle school or high school. And my goal with that episode is I'm going to take that episode. You guys know I got my bachelor's degree and shit like that. So I'm going to take that episode and I'm going to send it to a lot of the emails of high school principals, middle school principals in the area. And hopefully, you know, just hopefully like, like I'll do the shit for free. Like I want to teach a social media one-on-one class to a middle school or high school, just one time a week. The class could be like a fucking hour where we go in there, you know, we have fun, but we also have serious discussions on social media and how the perception can be, especially for youth, for the youth, because remember, this affects grown ass adults, but it's even worse for the youth because they think their whole self-worth is determined by social media. So I want to have a class where I can speak to men and women about that and about the fact that social media is not what it seems. And like, I'm telling you, man, if I could make that shit happen, man, if I could really, like I said, I'll do this shit for free. I don't care if you pay me a hundred dollars a month because it's some shit that I feel like it's not even, it's not even about the money at that point. It's about making a difference. And it's about just letting the youth know that it don't got to be like that. Because like I said, you know, when I was in middle school and high school, we didn't have all this social media shit. Like, you know how it is, you know, back in middle school and high school where we get into a fight. The only people that know we fought is the motherfuckers that was there. So if you get into a fight and you lose and you got your face knocked off, you get fucked up. Don't nobody know you got fucked up now, unless your face fucked up, you know, you you got a, a big ass black guy and you trying to lie about it. Ooh, you a lie. Don't lie. Oh, I, I I know y'all see my new button too. My sister recorded that button when she was here. I told y'all my sister was here last week. So if you motherfuckers come on the podcast and you start lying, y'all gonna get the Ooh, you a lie. You a lie, bitch. So don't come on here and try to like I said, this podcast is a platform where I try to have real honest discussion and just keep it a hundred. So if you come on the podcast and you try to, you know what? I don't wanna I don't want to say the truth. I want to lie about it so people can see me a certain way. You're going to get the, ooh, you a lie. But now let's get into, um. again, this is an interview. This was conducted over three years ago. It's about five to six minutes, but I want you guys to hear the whole thing because I feel like it's powerful and it is relevant to what I'm talking about. Now, it was con- conducted by an artist by the name of Nicole Mullen. You guys can follow her on um, Instagram at I believe her Instagram is Nicole C. Mullen Official. Let me go to her page so I can see some real quick. You know, she's a vocalist. She's a songwriter. But it was a couple years back. I came across this interview and like it always resonated with me because she interviewed a domestic violence survivor who she'd been through a lot. 
But she overcame things. Now, the woman who you are, who you guys are going to hear, her name is Shondell. She was in a relationship that was abusive. Her ex threw acid on her face in front of her children. Now, it scarred her skin. And, like, it's very noticeable. But you could not destroy her beauty. And I'm happy that she was able to speak to Nicole C. Mullen and just tell some of her story and just... Like I said, things coming from the mouth of a woman, I feel like it's important. Because I can say things, you guys can agree, but hearing a woman say it, it changes things. And that is why I, I am so hard on female entertainers. Because these are the people who can make a difference, especially amongst black women. So when they come on here and they come online, they go on social media and they live the fantasy, they live the bullshit you are only making the problem worse. But listen to this real quick. This is a, a six-minute little quick interview with Nicole C. Mullen was talking to Shondell, who was a domestic violence survivor slash thriver, as the video title states. Hey, I am in, um, where am I at? I'm in Long Island, no Valley Stream, yep. I'm at Gateway Christian Church here, and I have a friend that I would love for you all to meet, and just to hear a little bit of her story, um, because God is going to use her to change many lives. She is courageous. She is a champion. She's not just a survivor. She's a thriver, and um, God's about to have her soar. So this is my new friend, Chandel. Yes. yes. Not Chantel. Not Chambel. Chantel. But um, here she is right here. And um, she's 28 years old. Yeah. Mother of two. Single mom. Yeah. I am too. Um, so both of us are single moms. Um, and um, we are not just survivors of domestic violence. We are thrivers. We yeah. are determined to be thrivers. We are overcomers. We are victorious because of Jesus. And, um, and so we are here to say, you know what? We forgive those who've done us wrong because we know God's going to get them. And yeah. God can get them a lot better than we can get them. So we turn our court case over to him, the heavenly judge. Not that we don't expect justice here because God's going to give us justice here as well. But in the meantime, we know the eternal justice is even greater and a reward. Yeah. I mean, a, a reward. And so anyway, Shondell, I want you to just share a little bit about your story, what happened. And, um, yeah, what the Lord is doing. Hi, my name is Shondell Williamson. Um, first, I will start by saying I was in an abusive relationship for almost 10 years. Mm -hmm. I see the signs, but I ignore it because I was hoping the person will change, mm -hmm. but eventually get worse. What were some of the signs? Some of the signs was like jealousy, temper, controlling, mm -hmm. abusive with words. It was all there. Mm -hmm. But I just I just ignore it and say that the person's gonna change. Mm -hmm. Year come, year go, mm -hmm. year come is the same thing. Mm -hmm. So after I decided to say enough is enough, I can't be like this anymore. Mm -hmm. I have to take my victory. Mm. Like I was once a victim, but now I'm going to victory. Mm -hmm. Amen. Thank Amen. God. Yes. It all happened on last year, which is 2017. 
in the month of January, 19th January, um, I was on the road and then he was waiting for me at where I was staying mm -hmm. in the yard, disguised. He disguised himself as a female. Oh my. He was clothing with female outfit, everything. Uh. While I was approaching into the yard, I was there standing, knocking on the door, and something said to me, Shandal, look on your left. Mm -hmm. It was, the, I think it was the, the, the sound of the Lord. Mm -hmm. I mean, he speak to me so many times, but mm. I ignore his voice. Mm. But now I'm asking him, let me be, let me hear his voice, and let me be yes. obedient yes. to it. Mm. When I hear the voice, look to your left. When I turned, I saw him approaching me, walking in a female form. Did you and recognize then him? I recognized him. You did? Okay. Yeah, I was standing there. I was like, what? What is he doing dressed like this? Yeah. By the time I could think anything else to run or anything, he just threw the acid uh, on me and he ran away. I was there poured in acid. Uh, when the girl come and opened the door that I was staying with, my kids that was in the house, and they could see everything just dripping on uh, me. And they were just crying and crying and crying. Uh, but uh, thank God I'm here today. Yes, thank you, Lord. He think he got me down. Mm -mm. Like I say, mm -mm. I'm still standing. Sure are. Sure are. Thank you. Yes. Beautiful. And the Lord has great things for her too. Beautiful inside and out. Beautiful inside and out. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The Lord's not done. So y'all keep your eyes open, your ears open for what the Lord's going to do in her life. And keep her in your prayers. You know what I'm saying? Keep her lifted up. And if you know somebody else that's going through... Um, domestic violence, if you sense that they are, do something. Be a place of refuge, you know what I'm saying? A place that they can hide out. Give them godly wisdom. Stand in the gap for them, yeah. you know? And another thing, I think they should speak out. They shouldn't yes. be silent. They yes. should speak out about it, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm coming. Um, so, yes. This is a to-be-continued I'm coming back, y'all. But uh, <laughs> this is a great friend. Keep her in your prayers, okay? Shondell, yes. um, the Lord has great things for her. Great let's clap it up, man, one more time for Shondell. And also, let's clap it up, man, for Nicole C. Mullen for, you know, for even letting that woman have her platform. And that's why I said next week, like, you guys are going to hear, I'm going to conduct maybe 30 to 40-minute interviews for the next three weeks, I'm going to be speaking live on the podcast with domestic abuse survivors. And I say survivors because they have been able to thankfully leave the situation behind and just thankfully realize that, you know, just they're worth so much more than that motherfucker, man. Like somebody who looks down on you, somebody who, and I, and I know it's easier said than done, so that part is not lost on me. They always speak about, what's it called, Stockholm, Stockholm Syndrome, where, and th that is a real thing. I want to say that right now, Stockholm Syndrome is a real thing. Now, for a second, let's pull up the definition. Like I said, the episode is about domestic abuse, domestic violence. Might as well, you know, keep it 100. Now, Stockholm Syndrome, it says that is a response wherein the captive begins to identify closely 
with his or her captors, as well as with their agenda or the man or demands to where, like, for example, if you if a guy is talking down to you every day, look, you ugly bitch, you ugly so and so eventually you start to believe it. Or if a guy said, you know what, I hit you because you did this. Eventually you start to believe it and your mindset goes into a place where it's like, you know what? Like maybe next time if I don't do that, then he won't hit me. Instead of realizing that you should not be getting hit in the first place. And that is why I also feel like it is very important just to to speak live on air with domestic abuse survivors. Because it's important, like I said, especially for women to be able to hear, you know, in the words of other women, because I know on social media, a lot of motherfuckers don't post their real life. So I know people out here over the years who have been in relationships that were abusive, that harbored domestic violence, whether it be physical or mental. But like they don't go online, they don't post that shit online. The same thing as we've seen with Meg Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez where people said, oh, protect black women. We don't protect black women. But every time Meg Thee Stallion posted Tory Lanez on social media, it was something um, under the impression or the caption said, I love Tory. <sighs> Tory's like the best guy ever. So when you post shit like that and then out of nowhere, this motherfucker shoots you. Like there's often a gradual buildup you know, to actions like that happening. A motherfucker is not just nice for months and then out of nowhere he shoots you in the fucking foot. Now, I'm aware that it can happen. But now we know after the fact that, yeah, you know, he said and she admitted that, you know, yeah, when she get drunk, you know, they they argue they, they was in, you know, toxic situations, whether it be verbal abuse, but you ain't tell, you ain't tell the world that shit. You were saying this guy's great. This guy's amazing. So the public is left to, to just perceive that he's treating you well. But then when situations like that, you know, sadly turn violent or turn deadly, then it's, it's, it's no comeback at that point. And that's why I said when you have to leave because you can stay and you can have hope that it's going to get better or you can have hope that, Oh, maybe I can change him. You're not his mama. Like fuck him at that point. You not his mama. So if you think you're going to change a grown ass man and make him into the man you want him to be, it's time to go. Like you don't date somebody to change them into the person you want them to be. They just not that that's that. They just not the person you need. So don't lie to yourself Ooh you a lie Don't lie to yourself and think or have this false hope That you can change somebody Because like I said You are lying Ooh you a lie To yourself And uh, let's take for a second man I want to dive into something else man um, I, want, I have another story I want you guys to hear Like I said I just I, I really want to Like I said it was important for me To take at least a three or four week span and talk about domestic abuse. And that's why I said it's powerful. The fact that I make these episodes by myself, I create the content. So nobody can tell me what I can and can't do. 
Like I don't give a fuck if it's not domestic violence or domestic abuse week or month in real life. I can make it that because this is my platform. That's why I said it is very important, man. But um, look, I played this episode before. Well, this story before in the podcast, but this story was about a black woman who ultimately, sadly, she was killed because she was in a relationship where she was domestically abused, but she hid it from her family. She hid it from her friends and family because it's embarrassing. Because, like I said, the outside perception is that you guys are happy, you guys are great, so... To have to admit that somebody is beating you, that can bring down your self-worth. But listen to this story, man. This is from News 4 Jacksonville. Disturbing details in what police call a domestic violence-related homicide on Jacksonville's west side. The man accused in the murder of a young woman who was found shot to death in a west side park faced a judge this morning. 22-year-old DeAndre Lewis was denied bond. Family members have identified the woman killed as 21-year-old Talia Williams. News for Jack's reporter Vic Michalucci joins us live from Normandy Park where it happened. And Vic, Williams' family members tell you she was trying to leave an abusive relationship. Yes, I spoke with her uncle and unfortunately he says he did not know about the alleged abuse until after she was killed. She was driving to work yesterday. Her car broke down and somehow the family believes Lewis found her. They had an argument there. He followed her and then he shot and killed. The first thing that comes to your mind is that you feel like it's a dream, like it can't be real. A true nightmare for the family of 21-year-old Talia Williams. A day after her murder, we are learning more about her accused killer, her boyfriend. She was trying to make him a better person, trying to make him into, into a man, but Uncle Timothy Williams tells us his niece hid the abuse at the hands of 22-year-old DeAndre Lewis until it was too late. Jacksonville police believe there was a fight. She got away, but Lewis came after her and shot her in Normandy Park. Officers tracked him down quickly and arrested him. This police report shows he spoke with detectives, but what he said is blacked out. It's confidential for now. Evidence in the upcoming murder case. Records show he was a convicted felon who served time for an attempted robbery in 2018. Also later charged with car theft and armed possession of marijuana. He was out on bond awaiting trial on those crimes, and Williams was a witness. Mr. Lewis, come on up. Today, Lewis faced the judge for second-degree murder, the court holding him in jail without bond. This is the latest in a series of local domestic violence homicides. On September 29th, 22-year-old Ebony Nicholas was shot and killed at Amazon. Police say her boyfriend, 22-year-old Deshaun Biffle, shot himself but lived. On October 13th, deputies say 35-year-old Brandy Brooker Perkins was stabbed to death by her estranged husband, Derek Perkins. This happening outside a friend's house in Hastings. November 13th, we saw 54-year-old Terrian McQueen shot and killed while sitting in her SUV outside a friend's house in Oakleaf. Her estranged husband, Cleon McQueen, later turned himself in at JSO. And on November 14th, 33-year-old Tiara McDaniel was shot and killed at her new home in Oakleaf. Her ex-boyfriend, Braddy, was killed in a shootout with police in Maryland three days later. 
And Williams's loved ones say they hope this tragedy inspires others to get help if they are going through an abusive relationship or if they know someone who is being abused. There is a free national hotline. You can call it 24-7. The number is 1-800-799-SAFE. We also have county-by-county county resources in this story on our homepage on news4jacks.com. We're live on the west side. Vic Michelucci, Channel 4, the local station. Like I said, as you guys heard right there in the first story, as well as the other stories, but, you know, specifically... At University of Phoenix, you can take... But specifically the first story where you guys seen she was trying to leave the relationship. And that is often where, like, when you stay too long... And, again, I understand you can also leave at the first sign of getting physically abused and the guy can still snap. And that's why... I spoke about this again on the podcast. I speak about so many real issues on this podcast about the fact that selecting the proper spouse is important. So don't be don't be blinded by gifts. Oh, like this is the man I want because he bought me this. He bought me this nice bag. He bought me these shoes. He bought me this material item. So now that's the guy I want because if I date him, he can give me material things or, oh, the sex was so good where I want that consistently. So now I'm going to date him over. I'm going to date him. Like a relationship is more than just money and sex. Like, how is he? How is his personality? And again, keep in mind that men lie, women too, but men lie. In the beginning, we all lie. We all sell ourselves or we bring forth our actor, you know, to play a role. Okay, so this is the person she wants. So I'm going to play my role. I'm going to be Denzel right now. I'm going to pretend to be the guy she wants. And then once I reel her in, like once I get her close to where now she loves me, now my true side going to come out because I lied. Ooh, you a lie. And that is what happens in a lot of relationships where, you know, our actor, our representative comes forth to play a role. And then once we, like once we reel that person in and now they love us to where we think they won't leave, then we can stop lying. Ooh, you a lie. And that is not a healthy way to conduct a relationship, but that is often what happens again in all communities. But like I said, in black communities, it is so prevalent and it affects me. It bothers me. And when I speak about it, it is not me hating black women. It is not me bashing black women as social media would have you to believe. It is not me being a party pooper. Oh, let her have fun. No, if I see a woman is going down a path towards self-destruction, what kind of black man would I be to not say something? Because then if I don't say something, what are women going to say? Oh, you didn't protect black women. You So it's a lose-lose. If I speak up, I'm saying too much. If I don't speak, then I'm saying too little. So which one is it? You can't have it both ways. Because in a situation like this, there's no in-between. The in-between in betw- in can be her dying. And that is not what I want because you can't come back from death. Like we've seen when... Um, Nicole C. Muller interviewed the, the, um, the domestic abuse survivor, Shondell. She had acid thrown on her face to where her face is 
permanently disfigured, but she is still here to tell her story. But in the cases like like you guys just heard on news clip, those women are no longer alive to speak. And that is what the in-between can get you. That's why I say you don't speak up halfway when it comes to domestic abuse. Either you speak up fully or you shut the fuck up. But then shutting the fuck up leads to more self-destruction, which is what a lot of female entertainers do because they have this perception they got to put on. Like Meg Thee Stallion. I always use Meg Thee Stallion as an example because like when she goes on, so you know, because last year she went on um, Instagram Live and she broke down and she cried. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm not happy with myself. You know, I lost my mom. I lost my family, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, sometimes I seek I seek love from people who don't really care about me. So, you know, I make bad decisions. Sometimes she said this, but then you hear the rap music. Oh, you know, oh, yeah, a bitch can't get to me. I, I'll never cry. Cause then like she say shit like that. And I'm like, it's a disconnect from what you say on social media. But when you relate that to your music. Now it's this, oh, I'm this unbothered bitch. And that is what they push out to women where you see them outside of music or you hear them give interviews, they break down. They talk about their depression, their trauma. But then in the music, it does not reflect that because they have content. They got some shit they got to sell you. And that's when they sell you the fucking lie. Ooh, you a lie. And that is toxic. That is harmful towards women. It is. So if you guys out there think I don't care about women, you don't love us. That is your opinion because you got female entertainers who you idolize, who you love, who you repost, who you retweet and shit like that, who are leading you further and further down a path to nowhere. But then people like myself. And again, I want to shout out all the great supporters out here of the Lunchroom Tether podcast, all the great supporters who we share the podcast for free, who repost for free, who tag the podcast for free, who, again, you guys can click the description in the episode of this podcast. You can sign up to become a monthly supporter for as low as 99 cents a month. My cash app is dollar sign NYC story 718. You guys out there who support like it means a lot because, again, I make these episodes for free because I give a fuck. I care. And that is why I said the next few episodes, you guys are going to see the interviews I conduct live on air with the woman talking in detail about their trauma, the beginning. Okay, so when you first started dating this guy, like what made him stand out to you and made you date him as opposed to dating another guy? Okay, so when did you first realize that there's a problem? And ultimately, what made you decide to leave that toxic relationship behind. So like I said, I hope you guys prepare, get comfortable because we're going to have some real fucking dialogue. And again, if you guys are out there in abusive relationships, it is okay to listen. And if you can't leave this second, because I understand it's not just a, like a, a switch you can shut off and leave, but you have to take those necessary steps to get the fuck out that situation. So if you guys, Need any advice? Again, first and foremost, please speak to a crisis counselor, a therapist, anybody. Not me. 
But if you guys want to confide in a friend, whether it be a man or woman, you guys can always DM me on Instagram at Lunchroom Chatterpod, and I will give you advice and hopefully get you to speak to a therapist or a crisis counselor so you can safely leave that situation. But please do not hold it in. Speak out. You have a voice. And again, stay tuned. I'm telling y'all, man, it is Survivor's Month on the podcast. We're going to have a long, deep discussion on real issues. So I hope you guys get prepared for next week. And again, all your female friends, let your female friends know to tune in this month to the podcast, man. I'm telling you, it's going to get real. It might get emotional, but it all needs to be done to make a difference. This your man, John A. Schultz, LCP, Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. You guys can follow me on IG at Lunchroom Chatter Pod. Again, Cash App is NYC Story 718. You guys can repost, reshare for free. And let's have a fun month. But also a month that is informative and a month that can hopefully, you know, just project change into the world, especially amongst my black sisters, man.